Well, can you just give the youth another uh, hand of applause uh, for their wonderful skit this morning? Uh, very, very funny. Uh, I thought it was. And so um, I think it's very, very interesting that we understand and know that uh, God indeed has given all of us uh, gifts and abilities. And that God didn't just give us those gifts and abilities to uh, use them for ourselves, but there's a greater purpose in why God has gifted us. I want to get into that today. And because we all are born with intrinsic uh, gifts and abilities. Some of us are born with great athleticism. Uh, We come from families that are that way. Some of us are very gifted musically. Some are born with gifts of leadership. Some are born with high intellectual skills. And some have the the ability to to handle numbers. Anybody like that who's just really, really good with numbers? Amen, amen. I always marvel people that can do math. Amen. They're just gifted. Some are just gifted administrators. Whatever the case might be, we all are gifted. God has gifted all of us with a particular goal in mind. And you know, and one of the things that I want to kind of get into today is I want to just not just talk about the fact that you're gifted, but I really want you to understand why you're gifted. See, it's one thing to know that you're gifted, but gifted to what? To do what? And then what is the purpose of my gift? Before coming to Christ, like many of you, the gifts and talents that I had, I was I pretty much all of my abilities I used for my own self, for my own benefit. I was just trying to do my own thing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And then when you come to Christ, all of a sudden now I have the same gifts, I have the same abilities, same talents and skills, but now my focus is different. My passion now is to honor God with all the gifts, talents, and abilities that he has given to me. And I want you young people to understand this. I know we did a skit this morning. But understand, you are gifted. Every one of you are gifted. But you're gifted to make a difference in the world. And I want to give some substance and some context to your giftedness. Because I understand, and I live in the world too, and sometimes people think that pastors don't pay attention. I pay attention to things, and there are many, uh, you know, so-called famous Christians who are, are gifted. But how many know they're not all using their gifts for the purposes of God? Some of them wear crosses around their necks. Some of them even talk about how Jesus is their Savior, but how many know that the Bible says that you will know them by their fruits? So it is what you do with what you have that sends the message to people that you have a higher purpose. You have a higher calling in your giftedness and that you're not just on the earth just to exist. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad to know that? That you're not just here, that there's there's purpose attached to what God is calling you to. You got to understand that that your gift is aligned with your purpose. I want you to think about that for a moment. From the, before the foundation of the earth, God already had a plan for you. Are y'all hearing what I'm, what I'm saying this morning? He already has something in mind for you before you ever, ever even come to, to understand and know it. So he has a plan from the beginning, from the foundation of your earth. And what God wants to do with you is bigger than what you could ever imagine. Bigger. Everybody say bigger. But it's all tied to a relationship and a surrendering of your life. 
Young people, I want you to look at me this morning. This is so important that you get this. And old people alike, older, older, not old, older. Let me correct myself in that. Your giftedness would not have the kind of impact that it should have until you realize that you have been planted on this earth to serve the purposes of God. Everything that we say and do now, and you talk, because some of you right now, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you, and, and some of us older folks, we, we know how fast the years go by. I was sitting there the other day, and I was just thinking, I was looking at my Facebook page, and it just seemed like yesterday I was hanging out with my high school friends, and, and now there, you know, we're, here we are. We got kids and families of our own, and, and you sit back and you wonder, man, where did the time go? What, what happened to the time? How many know it goes really, really fast? And so really, you don't have as much time as you think you have. Now, I know that's hard to be sitting here if you're 12, you're 11, you're 13. You're saying, Pastor, that don't make sense to me. Trust me. The time that you have right now is not as much as you think it is. So then what we need to do is we need to maximize the opportunities that God has given to us. And we want to make sure that we make a difference in the earth. And I can't emphasize this enough to you that you will discover your gift and your purpose in life when you come to understand that God planted you here to make a difference, that you're going to serve him with your gift and talents, whether you become a teacher, a nurse, a doctor, a person that is involved in uh, IT, computer forensics, whatever you're, you're, you, uh, you aspire to be, the question must be is, First and foremost, am I going to serve the Lord? Because how many know that God wants you serving him wherever you are? Is anybody hearing that this morning? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 said this. Listen to this. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now, we must understand that when a person is not walking with God, there is a certain blindness that is attached to your life. You can't see, you can't discern. There's something that you're missing. How many know that the devil wants to destroy your life? He wants to, he wants to take your gifts, whatever gift, whatever purpose that, that God has for you. How many know that the enemy wants to snuff it out? This is why our young people today are under attack. This is why Satan will do whatever he can. This is why he's trying to slip you drugs. And this is why he's trying to uh, uh, a slippery, uh, uh, you know, a, a taste of immorality. What is he trying to do? He's after your purpose, therefore he's after your gift. And the, the enemy don't just want to disrupt your life. The Bible said a thief comes to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. So there's a blindness. And the enemy don't want you to see it. He wants you, want you, want you to get so focused on what everybody else is doing that you miss the purpose that God has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. All of us know this verse. It's one of my best verses in all the Bible. 
God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How many know that God really does have a distinct plan for your life? Some of you, if you're sitting here this morning and you're young, you're thinking to yourself, man, I got to go through junior high school, and I got to get through high school, and I got to go to college. I got I to make a living for myself. You got you to you do all those things. But here's what we got to understand, young and old alike, that God has a plan for your life. Say that with me. God has a plan for my life. Say it real loud. God has a plan for my life. Now, what does that mean? How are you going to discover what it is that God wants you to do? How are you going to figure it out? It's by seeking him. It's by saying, God, what do you want to do with my life? I, listen, listen, before I came to Christ, I had in my own mind what I wanted to do. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But then when I came to God, when I, when I decided to give my life to Christ, you know, everything became clear. I remember I went to college and I graduated from college and I still didn't have a clue. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm sitting there, I mean, I'm looking for a job. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And then I decided to give in to God's love who had been chasing me for so long. And I decided to give in to that, and I, and, I begin to, and I surrendered my life to him. And let me tell you, from the moment that I surrendered my life to Christ, everything in my life, I begin to see clearer. I begin to understand. A purpose begin to come to me. I begin to realize what it was that God wants me to do. So, this door, so these doors of opportunity came open. But let me tell you, it came open because I sought him. Parents, we got to teach our kids how to seek the Lord. Don't let our kids just live their lives just winging it. Don't just bring them to church and say, and hope they get it. How many know that, that we have to impart and let them know that there is distinct and divine purpose for their life? Because God has a future and a hope. And I don't know about you, but, but if, if, if I'm sitting here and I'm trying to figure out what it is I'm supposed to be doing, all I know I need to do is I need to trust God. I need to turn to him. Because he has, he has a plan for my life. Let's talk about, let's go back to this issue of spiritual gifts for a moment. I want to talk about this because I think it's really important. What's the difference? Or how do we define a spiritual gift versus natural ability? Like I said a moment ago, all of us, intrinsically, we all have natural abilities. We all have gifts, but that don't mean that those gifts are spiritual in their disposition. And so let me give you a working definition so that you can understand this. This is so important, so I need everybody to listen. A spiritual gift is an ability given by the Holy Spirit to express our faith effectively in word or deed, for the strengthening, listen to this, of someone else's faith. Spiritual gifts are any ability the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit, gives you to express faith in order to strengthen 
someone else's faith. Therefore, listen to this, therefore, no matter what abilities we have, if we are not relying on God and not aiming to help others rely on him, then our ability is not a spiritual gift. It is not spiritual. Why is it not spiritual? It's not spiritual because the Holy Spirit is not flowing through it from faith to faith. So now, watch this. So both natural gifts and spiritual gifts and abilities are given by God. Am I right about it? Say amen if you agree with that. Every gift, every talent, I don't care who, how many know that, that, that whatever Michael Jordan did on the basketball court, how many know God gave it to him, whether or not he realizes or he doesn't? Whether or not people, people who have gifts and talents, whether or not they realize that God gave it to them, God gave it to them. Now, what is the difference between the two? Well, the difference between the two is this. The one stimulates faith and points to the glory of God. We call those spiritual gifts. All right? And the other aim is, and the other, the aim isn't to glorify God. That's simply put. So in other words, look at it this way. I'm gifted. You're gifted. But what makes our gift spiritual is that, watch this, it's locked into the purposes of God. So then now watch. And let me, let me, let me say this because some of you are still trying to track with me. Because some of you, you look at 1 Corinthians, because I know what you're thinking. Man, I'm thinking about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm thinking about Romans chapter 12, you know. I'm thinking about 1 Peter. I'm thinking about all those books that, that, that list those gifts. I never, ever believe, if you really look at the context of those verses, Paul, though, though, I don't believe that those scripture verses are uh, meant to be exhaustive. In other words, in other words, Paul was just lifting some of the gifts, but how many know there's a whole lot of other gifts and abilities that you may not necessarily find in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 or in Romans chapter 12? Well, Paul was simply saying that, that, that all the gifts that we have, and if you're a Christian, everybody say Christian, your goal is whatever gifts and ability you have is to serve God with it. So watch. So whatever gifts, whatever ability that you have, if you're serving God with that, and your aim is to help others rely on God, to depend on God, to seek God, you're stimulating faith. That's what makes your, your, your gift spiritual. So you want, so, so the question here today is, do you want to be empowered with spiritual gift or do you just want a gift? Because you say you just want a gift. You're saying that, that, that I don't necessarily want to serve God with my gifts. And therefore, if you have that mindset, you won't have the same kind of impact that you could have. Some of you, some of you, some of you adults, you know what I'm talking about. You're working in environments and you are gifted and you have jobs. But the question is, does anybody on those jobs know that you love Jesus and that you are inspired to serve him. So this is the essence of spiritual gifts. So we talk about gifts. We're referring to spiritual gifts for the purposes of this message because we're going we're gonna to base it on the premise that you're saved. How many of you are saved and love Jesus this morning? Come on, raise your hand. All right. So here's the question. Here's the, I want to be really practical this morning. Here's a practical question. Now, many people come and they will say, because I really don't think it's that complicated. I think we make giftings and abilities and spirit. I mean, people come to me, Pastor, I don't even know my spirit. I know people that's been saved for 5, 10, 15 years. I don't know what my spiritual gift is. I have no idea. 
And a lot of that is because of the way that you look at spiritual gifts. All right? It's, it's your perception. And, and you know, you don't understand, you've already gifted. How many know that when you came to Christ, all of what you are now belongs to him? You're gifted spiritually. So watch this. So watch. So, so people ask the question, well, pastor, how do I discover my, my, my spiritual gifts? And I always say to them, wrong question. Let me say this. When I first came to Christ back in the early 90s, very early 90s, let, let me say this. I never, ever, I want everybody looking this way. I never, ever worried about spiritual gifts. Are y'all hearing me? I never, you know, I never, I don't ever remember, and I'm being, I'm being as transparent with you as I possibly can. I never, ever remember a time where I just sit there and I was racking my brains all the time. God, what's my spirit? I don't know. What's my, I never, ever had that issue. All I wanted to do, watch this, because listen, I belong to him. And so my attitude was, God, whatever you want to do with me, I'm available. Use me. So here's the question. Here's the question that we all got to ask when we talk about spiritual gift. Here's the question we need to ask. God, how can I strengthen and build up the faith of others? God, how can I help somebody with the abilities and with the talents and the gifts that you have given to me? Let, let, me, let, me, let me step back a little bit on, on this. Now, I remember there was a time when, uh, you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I was just first, I was serving God. I was really, really just, uh, you know, just, just glad to be saved. How many, how many have just ever been there? You're just glad to know the Lord. You, you're just glad to be a child of God. You're just happy, man. I can go to church. I can, but I'm just, I just love the I'm just glad I'm in the kingdom. Is anybody here just glad they're saved today? And, and, so, and so I remember this time. And so, so my attitude was, man, I am happy, man. Just bring it on, brother. I just want to give God everything I got. Boy, I got purpose. Because, boy, when I discovered my purpose, oh, boy, I took off like a rocket because I understood that I exist for him. Young people, hear me. You exist for God. And you will not find the happiness that you want until you get that revelation deep down into your soul. Somebody came to me once, and I was, so I'm out there, and I'm serving, I'm just you know, loving the Lord. And somebody came to me and said, say, uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, Brother Bailey, you want to, uh, we've been praying, and we just felt like the Lord just, um, he wants you to be a deacon. Can I say something? I won't look and be no deacon. Honestly, I didn't know what a deacon was. <laughs> deacon, what was a deacon? You know, I had to go. Because all I was trying to do was, I was just, and then when somebody came, I said, man, what an honor, man. I mean, really, that's what it's all about? Oh, great. Then they said this to me. Watch. This is, why, this is why being a part of the body of Christ is so important. This is why what we're moving to nowadays is people now, they say they go to church online. Let me tell you something. Don't buy that. You need to, everybody say, be in fellowship. You need to be in fellowship with other believers. Now, let me tell you, I am standing here today because of, I was in fellowship. So somebody passed again. They said, "Well, uh, uh, brother Bailey said we need you to um, uh, do a devotional because we had like Saturday morning prayer every Saturday. I say every Saturday, every Saturday at eight o'clock in the morning. Every Saturday for some of you who complain about getting here at ten thirty. For every Saturday, <laughs> I had that couldn't resist. I'm sorry. For every Saturday at eight o'clock, we were out there praying every Saturday." And the pastor came, he says, he says, hey, uh, 
Uh, Brother Ben, we want you to do a devotional. <laughs> devotional? <laughs> you mean I got to stand up? See, I knew what that meant. I mean, I had to stand up. I had to open the Bible. And I had to talk to somebody. Instead of saying, I can't, because, you know, I mean, no, I was, so, I was very uncomfortable with that. But, but, but see, I'd already committed to the Lord. I said, Lord, however you want to use me, use me. If I have the ability, God, I'll, I'll walk in, I will do it. And you know what happened? I just started, I just went up there and I did it. And then I kept doing it. And then somebody came to me one time and somebody said, hey, Brother Ben, I don't know where this is going, but the way you communicated that, boy, that, was, that really spoke to me. Oh, gosh, you know, what you said to that. And all of a sudden, something was awakening me that I didn't even know existed. I'm, what I'm trying to say to you today is I am standing here today preaching to you, not because I was trying gifts on, because that's how a lot of people do. They got a smuggler's board gift mentality. How did, they go try on prophecy, but how did this look on me? They go try on healing. How did this gift look on me? That child mercy. How does this again? You know you ain't got no business talking to you. Gift and mercy the way you are. How did, how did this look on me? How did that look? Oh, oh man. And so this is how we try on gifts. And some of you right now to this day, you're still trying on gifts. And while you're trying on gifts, there are people all God is opening opportunities all around you. And you're not seeing them because you put yourself and therefore God in the box. A pastor, how can you say such a thing? Because you've already told God what you're going to do. <laughs> Y'all don't want to go. Does it look good? It, it, you know, one of the questions we ask is, you know, because so, some, some people think this way. What gifts in the Bible? Which one of these gifts will hmm, give me more notoriety? Because I, I want to be up front. I want to be seen. Oh, 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 don't, don't forget this. Uh, some even say this. Oh, what, what, hmm. What, which one of these gifts do I feel comfortable with? Can I tell you, if you really want to get what God has for you and you want to be comfortable, you'll never get there. Let me tell you something right now. Can I be honest with you? I've been walking with the Lord for a lot of years. When you walk with God and you make up your mind that you're going to serve him, God is going to stretch you. Do you hear me? He's going to put you in situations where you've got to rely. You're going to have to trust him. I'm standing here today because I was afraid, but I stepped because I felt, I said, listen, there was an opportunity. And how many know that spiritual gifts are not given for you? They are given for the betterment of somebody else. So watch this. When it comes to spiritual gift, here's my thinking. I want to be a blessing. I want to help somebody else. That's the goal. My goal, with, and listen, spiritual gifts is to help somebody else. That's why you have the gift in the first place. Let me say it again. It ain't really about you. And some of us right now, God has been giving you opportunity. Watch this now. now can I, can I, I'm going to step on a couple of toes. But stay with me. God ought to give you opportunity. You said, I ain't doing that. Because, see, you, you're thinking to yourself. See, how many know that many of us don't just have gifts? A gift. We have multiple gifts. See, I like to look at myself. I like to have like a spiritual uh, uh, handyman belt around my waist. And, and I like to be able to pull whatever, whatever the moment demands. I'm, I'm asking God, God, use me. I want to be able to pull from any one of those tools and say, God, use me for this moment. 
But some of us, we got really, really good at saying, listen, because we put God in the box. And, and sometimes God will use your secondary gift or some of your other abilities to, watch this, to elevate you and your primary gift. But you never get it because you're sitting back waiting. And here's the, here's the problem. You've been waiting for 5, 10, 15 years. What on earth are you doing? Well, God called me 20 years ago. Hello. What are we doing? In the meantime, everybody say in the meantime. In the meantime, is you got to make your, there's a song that we sang and the church sang that, Lord, I'm available to you. Somebody know that song? Terry, you know that song? You know. And I see people sing that song, Lord, I'm available to you. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're available for what you're comfortable with. And let me tell you something. You search the scriptures. Every great man or woman of God that did anything significant and great, they were stretched. And they had to believe God. They had to step in some dangerous waters. They didn't even know. I'd rather, listen to me, I'd rather, I'd rather lose, I'd rather fall on my face trying than then sit back one day in a rocket chair thinking, of, oh, what I could have did if I would have had enough faith to believe God. I don't want, I, I, I want to listen, I want, I want to be like Paul said. Paul said, I poured out all of my life. He said, I poured out my life like a drink offering. In other words, Paul said, I laid it all on the table. So I gave him all, I gave everything to him. I left nothing. I don't want to sit back and talk about what it could have been if I would have just trust God and step out. I don't know what I'm supposed Then just do what you know. How many know that Jesus, am I, am I helping anybody this morning? So Jesus said that, see, I, I, I'm all over the place. Okay, so Jesus, the Bible says, let this mind, young people hear me, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. Boy, was he not a servant. Was he not a servant. Every chance that Jesus got, he was, the Bible said there was some time he didn't even have time to eat. He says, let this mind be in you, which was in, which was in Christ Jesus. He took on the form of a bond servant. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see. If you really want to discover your gift, you want to be used, just listen, seize the moment. What can you do now? Because tomorrow ain't promised. I don't even know. I may not be able to walk tomorrow. I'm just saying, I don't know. I may not. So you know what I'm going to do? God, the Bible says, make the most of every opportunity that you have. And so watch this. Let me tell you something. When you think that way, you won't have a problem with understanding what your gifts are. You'll affirm them. Everybody else will affirm you. How many know the church will affirm each other's gifts, won't we? I was affirmed by the church. I didn't listen. I, I knew God called me. It came to a point when I realized that, but it was other people that spoke that. You know who spoke that to me? It was my brothers and sisters because I was in relationship with them. I was exposed to them. And they said, they said, man, there's something about your life. And all of a sudden, this, I discovered it. I discovered who I am. So watch this. Look at the name and say this. Everyone has a gift. No, you got to talk back. You got to do better. Look at it. Say, everyone. everyone. It's too quiet in this church today. Everyone, everyone. 
has a gift. Everyone will be given an opportunity. Seize it. Because here's the question. Here's the question. The question you got, when somebody asks you something, do something, here's the, the question you got, can I make this situation better? Do I have the skill? Do I have the ability? I'm amazed at how many people, oh God, I'm meddling again. How many people will come to church and they will complain? Oh, pastor, there. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the people all the time. Every time something's wrong, I mean, everybody tell me what's wrong with the church. And pastor, da, 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 da. And watch this. Now, they have the skill and the wherewithal and the ability to help. But like the Pharisees, they highlight the problem, but don't lift one finger to help. There's a lot of Christians come to church and they think, man, you know, I just, you know, uh, look at this. Oh, but th- those greeters were just terrible today. But you got one of the biggest smiles. You love. Won't you go stand at the door? Oh, but the praise was, the music wasn't. Well, won't you go? You got a skill. What you complain for? God has gifted you. How many know that God, when God reveals things to you, it's for a reason. He might just want you to step up to the plate. He might just say, I'm calling you. But you are all locked in to what you think. You got, you put God in a box and you put yourself in a box. And you're going to stay where you are until you break out of that and say, Lord, use me. And watch this. And your gift will make room for you. Are y'all hearing this this morning? Going back to our primary text. First Peter chapter four says, as each one has received a gift, each one, each one, because you're tied into God, you love God, you're serving God. He says, minister it to one another. Everybody say one another. See, the context here Paul is speaking is really to the church. See, we got to start serving one another. Everybody say one another. Okay? He said, if anyone speaks, let them speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability. Everybody say ability which God supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So we got to start listening to me, church. So we start right here. We start serving one another. Because how many know that your life is the church and the church is your life? Let me say that again. Your life is the church. And the church is your life. Now, some of you, you're thinking about an address in a building. <laughs> so you're missing it. How many know that our, all of our life is about the church? We are the church. We, there's never a time when we lay church down. Am I right about it? You're in the kingdom. You're serving of the most high God. So if you're at 7-5 Moncure Lane, you're still the church. If you're down the road in the Pentagon, you're still where? Church, right? Because you are that living stone. And the Bible says that we're living stones. That's what we are. We're, we're living stones. Called to serve him. Called to glorify him. So we got to, I, I was, uh, you know, so, so one of the things says, one of, one of, one of the uh, uh, things it says in this passage of the verse in this particular passage, it says, if anyone speak, uh, let them speak as the oracles of God. If anyone minister, let them do it with the ability, with the ability, with the ability, with the ability, with the ability that God supplies. 
the ability. I saw I was over the other day. I was in California. Uh, I went Monday. So I'm over in California. So I walk inside the, <clears throat> um, what do you call the place when you check in? The lobby. And I was at guest services. I might want to take the top off of this. It might help. So I was at guest services. So I'm sitting there talking to the person, the representative, and, uh, and there's somebody over there just playing the piano. <clears throat> and I'm sitting there, and then I'm trying to talk, and this is like, it was a horrible sound. I'm like, who's, and I said, who's that playing on that piano? Uh, she says, I said, are they an employee here? Because I said, if they are, you need to get rid of them. They ain't helping. This is bad. They're going to run everybody out of here. And she says, no, nah, there was just somebody that's over there. They're just kind of banging on the keys. And I said, you need to go over there and tell them to leave the piano alone. Because maybe if they work on it, they may get the ability. But at that particular moment, they ain't had the ability. They need to sit down. So we all got to recognize, when we talk about our ability, what can we do? What are you gifted to do? What can you do? What can you pull off? In other words, what has God given you for this moment? And, and, and it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I don't have the skill or ability. If you don't know nothing about computers, divers don't have a whole lot of use for you on the media department. Not right now <laughs> until you get some revelation. Am I right about it? But I don't, I, you know, like, I don't like people. Why are you trying to greet at the door? I don't like no people, man. They just make me mad. But get away from the door. Go back and learn how to love somebody. Get right with God in Jesus' name first. He's a weird, weird minister. Paul said this. I, I like how Paul said this. Paul says in Romans 1, 11 and 12, he said, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together. Everybody say together. With you by mutual faith. Both you and me. So in other words, Paul was simply saying this. He said, I'm excited to be with you because I know that God has put something on the inside of me. This is why fellowship is important. There's a lot of people who ain't getting what they need because folk ain't even stepping, coming to church. We're not even in fellowship. Come on, everybody. How many know fellowship is important? Paul says, I long to be you. He said, I want to see you because God has put something inside of me and I want to share with you, brother. I want to be an encouragement with you. I want to help you. And he, Paul said, and you know what else, too? You can be an encouragement to me. So I want to see because I know that God has put something on the inside of you that can help me. Paul said, I long to be with you. How many know we need each other? You got an opportunity to come to the picnic today. And every one of you should be at that picnic with a big smile on your face and looking for opportunities. Because you never know what a leisurely moment could be probably somebody's moment of destiny. Because maybe God has sent you. He's going to drop a word in you that will bring inspiration to somebody else. I, I really believe that every time we come together, they potentially they are holy moments. I really do. So when I say fellowship, some of you look at fellowship as an option. But you really studied the scripture. Fellowship was what they did. They, they didn't talk about that. That was a part of their spiritual DNA. It was their makeup. Because God oftentimes will speak in moments 
when you're unexpected. He'll often bring a word to, un- to an unexpected, to somebody that you weren't even thinking about. And sometimes the people that you don't even necessarily like, them the ones that God will use to bring you what you need. But you've got to be in position. Everybody say in position. You got to be. See, one of the things, how many know that the, the big, uh, a big reason why people miss God and they miss the opportunity is because they're just not in position. Position is so important. Just being where you're supposed to be. And y'all hear what I'm saying? A lot of people, how many times people get in trouble and they say, I knew I should. Some told me I shouldn't have went. Yeah. I know I shouldn't have did. Some told me. How many know most of us get in trouble because we're not where we're supposed to be? Ain't nothing out in the streets at 2, 3 in the morning but trouble. Okay, I'm, I'm meddling. Let me go back. Let me, okay, let me. Okay, some of y'all did. They said, Pastor, leave me alone with that message. Okay. <laughs> Finally, <clears throat> Romans 12, 3 says this. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Oh, wow. But to think soberly as God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. Now, young people, I want you to hear me because I, I used to be in school sometime. This is just a couple years ago, in case you were curious. That was a joke. But when I was in school, and when I was a school resource officer, one of the things I know the kids struggle with is jealousy. You know. Who does she think she is? She looked like this. She this and she that and she this. And, and, and all along, you know, all this jealousy and, uh, you know, because who do they think? Da, 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 da. And then if you're not careful, because you are gifted and you know you're smart, some of you are smart as a whip. Some of you don't even have to study and you get straight A's because you're just gifted. But it, now that wasn't me. I can tell you right now, that wasn't brother. My, my wife had one of those lawdies on her on that thing. I was a help me lordy when I came out of college. I, I, that wasn't me. I had none of that. Brother struggled. I had this, I mean, I waited till my, uh, I waited till my, uh, my senior year in college. Is it me? That's what I call senior year. What is it? Is it my senior? I waited. I was supposed to take a basic math class. That was the wrong thing because, you know, I had a little bit of math when I was in high school. So it was four years. Everybody say four years. No, no, no. I was on that five-year plan. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Five-year plan. <laughs> I got to keep it honest. I'm on that five-year plan. And so, you know, at least four and a half, five years, and I, I got to take this. I, and I had to take a math class. I've been running. I've been running for years because I was scared. I didn't, didn't want to do math, man. I was just running. See, I struggle. And see, sometimes, and you who are gifted, you think to yourself sometimes, this is where you got to be careful because you, maybe you look better than somebody else. Because how I many know kids, you like to talk about how other people look. Am I right about it? You like to pick at other people as if somehow you created yourself. Where did you get your good looks from? Where did you get your abilities from? God, have me know that nobody in here can brag about one thing. If you are better than me in anything, all we all can do is give God the praise. Because none of us. Listen, none of us did. You didn't do anything to deserve it. Whatever you are, whatever you got, God just blessed you. So you just need to get your praise on and keep your mouth shut. 
and be a blessing to people and not be jealous. I mean, know that we don't need to be jealous and we don't need to be talking about people. We need to be affirming. I mean, know that men and women were made in the image of God. But he got a big nose. He got a big head. So what? There's some good looking, big nose, big head folk around here. Come on. Like, 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 like you have something to do with it. Really? We're made in the image of God. And so we need to celebrate and realize that God has wired all of us for a particular purpose. I look the way that I look for a purpose. How many know that God is a God of purpose? Everything God does, he does for purpose. What God, the way God wired you, the giftings that he's given you, it is for a divine purpose. Some of you are supposed to do certain things that I can't ever do. It's because you're wired to do it. That's what God put on the inside of you. So you just need to walk. How do you know? Because this is your ability. It's your path. You can do it. And so we need to embrace that. So we don't need to be jealous of one another. In fact, I want us to be affirmers. I want you to go around as a community of believers. When you see somebody else with potential, because I do it all the time, you know, when I see potential in you, look, why do you, you want to go to a church to be around a pastor who ain't going to stretch your faith? Why waste your time? I mean, really? Ah, I know for me, how many know the growth come through a little stretching? You don't get, listen, there are a lot of people that go to gym and they quit within a couple of months. You know why? It's hard. No pain, no gain. How many of you have ever heard that, right? So, so, so listen, so, so we're going to we're gonna have to go through it. We're going to have to do some things. We're going to have to put ourselves in position. But understand something, that if you're going to reach your potential and your God-given abilities, you just got to, listen, all I know to do this, I, 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 I think about this and I'm closing, I'm really done. But when I get before the Lord, I don't want the Lord I don't want to have to say to the Lord, I had opportunities, but I didn't use them because, God, I thought you wanted me to do something else. And I missed it. I just want to be, listen, I'd rather hear God say, look, I just, I gave God my best. I went out there and I tried. I may fall on my face, but Lord, Lord, I, I thought I was serving you. How many know, how many know God will bless you for that? Amen. I'd rather go that route than to sit back and wait for something big to happen. You know, Moses was just carrying on with his life, and God just showed up. Moses, got my people in bondage. You want to go? Moses like a lot of, oh, 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 me? No. Moses, my folk in bondage. I want you to go. Ah, I can't talk. Well, wait a minute. Who made man's mouth? Who made man's mouth? Then pray for it. Just have faith. Trust me. Step out and believe God. Whatever the opportunity, when it comes, because you never know which one of those doors is a God moment. You never know it. And so you're going to be stretched. If you're going to discover what your gift is, you're going to have to be in some uncomfortable places. I'm standing here before you today because I've been in some very uncomfortable places, very uncomfortable. But my faith has grew, has grown in bounds because I said, God, I'm truly available. So you got purpose. Young people, you got purpose. But you got to first make sure because your parents can't save you, your skits don't save you, 
it's your commitment to Jesus Christ. Your skits were good. They were funny. Good. Good skits. But do you love them? Have you dedicated your life to them? That's what's going to make the difference. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.